0: They brought to him one sick of the palsy. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost. Amen. Palsy is a medical term that refers to various types of paralysis. Bell's palsy, which affects the face and causes one side of your face to become weak or paralyzed. And sometimes even the loss of the sense of taste. Brachial palsy is characterized by a general weakness or paralysis of the arm and can be corrected. Cerebral palsy now is which affects the whole body and is caused by a birth injury to the brain in 75% of cases, birth injury, some cases after birth. It can affect the child's balance, muscle tone and control. Reflexes, coordination and voluntary or involuntary movements and someone suffering from this birth injury can still expect to live between 30 to 70 years on average. There is, as of today, no known cure for this cerebral palsy, although the Bell's palsy, which affects the face, usually lasts up to six months maximum. So the man who is being brought to our Lord in today's gospel has certainly contracted this birth injury and knows that his condition cannot receive any lasting treatment unless he approaches his master and with humility and trust ask for the miracle. Remember, he was laying down, complete palsy. We have seen a few weeks ago that leprosy, when used in sacred scriptures, refers to the condition of the soul when deeply gangrened because because of the presence of grave sin. We have now presented to us another type of medical condition, which of course should refer to another form of disease or disorder of the soul. As palsy paralyzes parts or the entire body, So does sloth in the soul. Sloth has this inordinate love of ease and languor of soul and body. Not only does it paralyze man's capacity to accomplish hard tasks in regard to his eternal salvation, but it also is a passion most dangerous since every virtue necessitates requires a certain effort on our part. And therefore, Virtuous life becomes almost impossible for whoever has been affected by this spiritual paralysis. The symptoms are rather numerous, and no one is exempt from the danger of contracting this disease. We can recognize its presence in a certain indifference in these easygoing dispositions which nothing disturbs. How many good excuses? one can give to avoid any hardship in moral and spiritual life. How many good tricks are presented to us through the insinuations of the devil, the evil one, through the many allurements of the world trying to convince us of the necessity to do unnecessary tasks while more important ones are being neglected. To have unnecessary concerns and worries about situations I have no control over anyway, and neglecting to solve direct concerns over which I do have some control, to easily procrastinate, not only in regard to the duties of my state in life, but also at work when not keeping a supernatural view over even the most unspiritual tasks to perform, The thief of time, as we call it. And you might be familiar with the famous following lines. Be wise today. Tis madness to differ. Next day the federal precedent will plead. Thus on till wisdom is pushed out of life. Procrastination is the thief of time. Year after year it steals till all are fled. And to the mercies of a moment leaves, the vast concerns of an eternal scene. Sloth also affects, paralyzes the spiritual life in a way as Bell's palsy causes the loss in a, in a way, as Bell's palsy causes the loss of taste in certain cases, so does sloth, since one might lose the taste for heavenly things. For the word of God and his spiritual nourishment received in the sacraments. Being late at mass, for instance, and not being so concerned about it. Making confessions out of routine without a good, humble, and sincere preparation. Receiving communion neglectfully or even worse, not being in the state of grace. Saint John of the Cross explains, As to spiritual sloth, beginners, certainly all of us, beginners are wont to find their most spiritual occupation arksome and avoid them as repugnant to their taste. For being so given to sweetness in spiritual things, they loathe such occupations when they find no sweetness. If they miss once this sweetness in prayer, which is their joy, it is expedient that God should deprive them of it in order to try them they will not resume it out of the times they omit it or return to it with a bad race. Thus, under the influence of sloth, they neglect the way of perfection, which is the denial of their will and pleasure for God, for the gratification of their own will, which they serve rather than the will of God. Sadness or low spirits, are other consequences of spiritual languor or sloth. And one quickly starts seeking for material consolations in order to flee from the sadness and disgust which spiritual things inspire in him, an account of the renunciation and self-discipline which they demand. This seeking after unlawful things, committing sins against temperance, for instance, either in food or alcohol, etc., this Seeking after unlawful things manifests itself by the externalization of life by curiosity, loquacity, uneasiness, instability, and fruitless agitation, comments a spiritual author. So to discipline the passions, concludes St. John, we must be alert to combat vivacity of temperament united to presumption, which springs from too great esteem of self we must also contend against effeminacy and against sloth, which would be even more harmful to the interior life. By this slow persevering work on which we should daily examine ourselves, the ardent must become meek without losing true spiritual ardor, which is the zeal for the glory of God and the salvation of souls. And the meek, on the contrary, also who are perhaps... Inclined by nature to effeminacy, heedlessness and negligence must become strong. Both will thus ascend by different slopes towards the submit of perfection. And they will see that it is a great thing to know how to discipline themselves gradually, to conduct themselves well, or to put it better, to know how to remain habitually faithful to grace, without which, as we know, in the order of salvation, We can do nothing. So as we begin this month of October, let us seek for the remedies given to us to take courage and to wake up from this spiritual languor if it has already started to paralyze parts of our spiritual organism. These remedies are strengthening God's love in the heart, seeking divine courage in prayer and in the sacraments, especially with the present novena, that we offer for our own sanctification and the sanctification of our nation, the daily rosary that we pray, remembering also the account we must give in the hour of death. And finally, thinking of heaven often and the reward of our efforts that awaits us there where we will all be united, reunited hopefully one day, all sharing the beatific vision of the blessed Trinity, Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen.